and welcome to the Bailey and Harding Ultrasound System. I'm Anna Harding. Uh, and I was up until recently Ali Bailey, but I'm now Ali Bailey partially deceased. <laughs> Ali Bailey partially deceased. Partially mate. deceased. <laughs> you okay, hun? I partially deceased at the weekend. Um, you did. Yes, I am. I'm so glad that we we're recording this today and not yesterday, because that would have been that would have been a mistake. <laughs> so, listener, dear listener, this is episode 22 of the Bailey and Harding Ultrasound System, and this is the full debrief of Ali's Autumn 100 that she did at the weekend. Now, I got a message from Ali yesterday that was like, "I feel like a bag of cocks." so fucking ill have you got any time tomorrow as in I don't want to talk to you today because I literally can't keep any food or drink down currently and I don't know if I'm going to be able to open my mouth or just vomit will come out is that accurate yes it was a hundred it's a hundred percent accurate not only that but the Airbnb that we were in had three floors and my bedroom was on the top floor because I got a bit martyr I got a bit martyrish when we got there I was like it's fine I'll go I'll go off to the third floor and all my stuff was up there my things my microphone Mm. my my computer and I couldn't I couldn't go up there so Mm. I just couldn't go up there so uh I just don't know and I'm so glad that we didn't because we thought it would be funny right being tired (laughs) and all wit but it wasn't funny it was just horrible and I've never yeah. felt like I've never felt like that after 100 miles it's the worst I've ever felt so we're going to unpick this we're going to go right back to the very beginning of um Saturday morning autumn 100 and we're going to get a blow by blow account because I want to know everything I followed you on the tracker all weekend you were flying um mm. so yeah tell us about the autumn 100 Ali start at the very beginning right the autumn 100 is a 100 mile race that is run by Centurion Ultra Running. And I believe the Auto 100 to be the best beginners 100 in the country. Not because it's easy, because there is no such thing as an easy 100 miler, but because it's a Goring Village Hall. It's right in the middle and it goes out in the shape of a cross. So it will go out 12 and a half miles along Thames Path, then come back the same 12 and a half miles and yeah. does that four times, twice on the Thames Path in opposite directions, twice on the Ridgeway in opposite directions. So your drop bag is always in the Village Hall. Mm. And... um. You can't have crew. You can have a pacer for the last leg. And the thing I like about it the most is you never have to run further than 12 miles or 12 and a half, right? Because you're just running to the the, the turnaround point and then yeah. you come back again. So it was my first 100 in 2017. And uh, I love it. I just really, really like it. And some people don't because of that coming back to the hall thing. They think that means that you could give up easily, but I do. I find it quite comforting. So I decided to do it this year because I can I'm a member of the Centurion Ultra team so I can and so and I also had loads of clients wanting to do their first hundred so I took them all with me I took like I don't know how many there were I have to count them in the photograph I think that there were like seven or eight clients with me that's quite a lot of pressure Anna well done ultra awesome but yeah Um, that is quite a lot of pressure to to be doing your own race but also be like mother hen to your clients as well yeah I'm gonna just because I'm really tired listener so I'm gonna I'm doing my best here but it's it's hard because it, I didn't sleep very well when I got back so um I'm gonna just look at the photo so I can tell you exactly who was there so I can remember remember who was there which is quite bad isn't it um, anyway so it started at 9am I was having an absolute nice. I was having a blinder yeah I was like my aim of the game of the game was to go um 21 hours for the finish tup, time tup, to have a t- 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 21 my pb on that course is 23 35 and that was in 2017 
which is a long time ago. How many years ago was that? Six. Right, six. I was in my 30s then. I was an alcoholic in my 30s. So I didn't feel anything. And I was in my 30s. So I was like, I want to put a 21 in it. So I sort of, I wouldn't mind if it was 21.59. So I sort of planned around 21.30. I was thinking five hours for the first leg, five hours for the second leg, five hours for the third leg, five, five and a half. Yeah. Five, five and a half for the last leg. Right. Each leg being 25 miles in case you didn't realise, listener, which is nearly a marathon. Yeah, except, except they're not. So, oh yeah, yeah. Now that 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 sounds quite all right, doesn't it? Like five hours for twenty-five miles. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah it is, but it's it quite isn't. rapid though. But if you think about it, think about people who run marathons. Like a five-hour marathon's like, you know, good. Like it's bloody good. It's pretty... great. I think the average for London marathon is like five thirty-five or something, or five twenty-five. Yeah, right? yeah. So, so obviously it's... that's an extra mile and a bit. But yeah, it's roughly a marathon. Uh-huh. Then you have to take into consideration it goes out on the Thames Path. That's the first leg. Second leg's Ridgeway. Third way's Thames. The third way's Ridgeway. The Thames Path, Ridgeway, Ridgeway, Thames Path. Right. It had been raining a lot. It rained loads on Friday. It was apocalyptic on Friday. So the, the yeah. trails were really muddy. And where they got really muddy, they'd done that English thing of getting really muddy and then getting like a sort of slimy, slimy thing, skin over the top. Yeah. But yeah. it was skiddy as fuck. So yeah. as much as it's flat and lovely along the Thames Path, it was skiddy and people were skidding everywhere. Um, and I started quite close to the front and I and I went off and I was doing sort of 10 and a half minute miles. And I was like, this is OK. I can, I'm going to yeah. try and hold on to this for as long as I can. And I'm not a fast runner. So I was doing my absolute bestest, bestest. But I was also terrified that my clients were either going to catch up with me or overtake me at this point. And I was like, if they do that, I'm going to have to tell them to slow down. It's not a competition. No, no, no. If they do that, I'm going to have to tell them to slow down. Like because they're they're on their first they're on their first ultras. Like fine, because they're getting carried away. They're getting carried away because they're getting carried away. And I'd already I'd already had this conversation with a couple of people that aren't my clients but were coming back from DNFing hundreds. Why? Because they got out too fast at the start. What was I doing? Going out fast at the start. But I was. It was planned. It was all planned. So it was all okay okay in my head. Everything was fine. Until leg three. Ridgeway. Like, there's not really much to report. The, the only thing, other thing to report is on leg two, mm-hmm. I was four miles out of Goring. So I was on 29 miles. And the front runner, the leader, Jeffrey, mm. was running towards mm. me. He was 16 miles ahead of me. What? Yeah. He was 16 miles ahead of me on leg two. so so he was coming back in off leg two we, as I was going out on leg two. Do we know what he finished in? Oh we do. Oh god. Do we tell you now? Yeah. Do we tell you what he finished in? Yeah. That, uh, 13 hours 59 minutes. 13 hours? Mm. Disgusting. Not even a course record. <laughs> oh my god. It was like 20 seconds off a course oh, record. Oh no Jeff I was like he's like hi and I'm like <laughs> <laughs> he, he did so fast. Uh, important question. Did he say well done? He didn't, but I did. No, Ali. I've decided that well done actually isn't that bad. It's we'll go not. into that. We'll go into that like in the in the overall at the end, right? So okay. he comes past. I'm like, oh, there's good. That's good. That's good. I'm four miles into leg two, and the leaders come past going the opposite direction. Um, and um, off and then off I went on, and then everything was fine. La 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 la. Got back in mile fifty. Everything's going great. Uh, not a nine hours like 
45 minutes on the clock, 15 minutes to get changed and eat something, to put my pyjamas on, up nice. onto the Ridgeway. By this point, it's like seven o'clock, it's got dark and um, it got very cold. So you know how warm it's been? Like super, super warm. Yeah. Well, this time last week, it was 20 degrees warmer than it is today. 20 degrees? No, that's not, that is incorrect. It was 10 degrees warmer this time last week than it is today. Well... It was shivery cold at the weekend. Yeah, and James, well, it was one of those beautiful mornings, like Saturday morning. And Sunday morning was, Sunday morning was next level. It was amazing. Mm. So, but James had sent an email out to everybody saying, look, I know you'll be running around in shorts and a t-shirt, but it is going to get very cold. And the Ridgeway section that goes up from Goring on leg three goes up towards Chain Hill. And it's up, it feels like it's all uphill on the way out and all uphill on the way back, but it's very barren. There's nothing there. There's no woods, there's no trees, there's no nothing. It's right. just the wind just cuts across it so even in the summer it's it's horrible up there because there's no shelter so it's absolutely boiling mm. and it's got mm. like this hard chalk rubble track yeah and yeah and it's 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 bru- it's brutal up there if it's raining and windy it really is because you can't hide at all and you'll get mm. battered i've been it's my, it's my third time doing the autumn 100 right so i know about this but it turns out you can't tell some people can you you can't tell them about mandatory kit can you and you can't tell them about the emails that they get from a race director saying it's going to be really cold and you're going to die up there if you don't wear the right kit so a week before this email come around and said please 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 make sure you've got the right kit to go up there it's gonna be very very cold it's gonna feel like zero yeah it did but because yeah. it'd be quite warm in the day people were wearing shorts and t-shirts mm-hmm. and they just don't listen no they don't listen they just don't no. listen no I put on my leggings for the first time this year. A tear dripped down my face as I put them on. No. Put on a, put on a base layer, two coats. I put on a, a windproof and a waterproof because I was like, I'm not fucking having this. It's going to be freezing up there. Yeah. Hat, everything. Gloves. I was fine. Yeah. yeah. Apart from the other incident, which we'll talk about in a minute. But people were coming past me in shorts and T-shirts. And I was like, uh, uh, this is not cool. Because at that point, it still wasn't midnight. It was like eight, nine o'clock. And I was like, they right. need to put more clothes on. I felt like stopping them and saying they you need to put some more clothes on. But James told me afterwards that loads of people have real bad problems overnight because of the cold. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, you stop, you slow down to walk. And because mm-hmm. it's been so warm in the day and you've been really sweaty, you just start to freeze. And honestly, you know what it's like, Anna, from going from running to walking, even for one minute, yeah. it can be race ending. Yeah. Because your your top's wet from the sweat because you've mm-hmm. been running or because it's been warm, and then it's wet next to your skin. The cold wind comes and gets you, and then you're like, "I see." It it. It, yeah, it was it was so cold, like it was just bloody freezing. It was unbelievable. Yeah. It was totally different because it was very very dark as well, obviously because <laughs> it's nighttime, and um, up on there's no there's no light pollution up there, so it's pitch black, really cold. Yeah. It was it wasn't raining. It was very clear night. It was really lovely. Lots of stars, which makes it colder. Yes. <laughs> Anywho, I shortly before I went, I got up on Savageway, I saw Kirsty and my pacer, Sean, mm-hmm. uh, who had been volunteering. And I said to them, hello. And they said, hello. And I went, do you know what? Every poo I've had today has been in an actual toilet and it's been solid. Oh, no. You you played the poo, para- no. The I played poo, poo roulette. Roulette card. Oh, my God. Fucking idiot. And I was, and they went, that's nice, isn't it? And I went, yes. And then off I and then off I trotted and I pulled out this spinach and feta slice. Oh, that sounds that I bought from MS out of my pocket. And I was like, this is gonna be my tea. And I took one bite of it and my entire body went, nope. Like <laughs> just nope. Oh my god. Nope. 
and have I was like you had that before yeah yeah but I've but I've usually had it like later in the race or early in those I've been eating so well I've been eating crisps I've been eating nuts I've been eating Vela Forte bars I've been eating these Vela Forte chews which I now absolutely love that Kirsty given me adore oh. adore I'm living off them from now on did I not give you them? Yeah, you gave no. You gave me you gave me a gel. You gave me the cherry gel one, oh, so yeah. that was nice. So I had a couple yeah, yeah. of them. I've been having not very many gels. I've been being really good. I've been like super good on my food, and so and then I thought I'll have this for my dinner. This spinach of feta slice. I bit into it, and my whole body, you know, when your whole body just goes just rejects Whoa. it. Yeah, yeah, and I was like, no, 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 no. And I'm walking along with it. I was like, I don't know what to do with it. So I chucked it in a bush and thought a dog. <gasps> oh. I didn't chuck the wrapper in a bush. I just chucked the spinach of feta slice in a bush. Bad. When I said, have you had it before? I didn't mean the shits. What I meant was, <laughs> have you had the spinach and feta slice before? I just thought I would fancy it when this was oh, in the shop. Ali, but, so it was new. It was new. It was new. Sounds very rich. I've had a Ginsters before, and that's been gone down quite well. But I don't eat meat that's anymore. That's not the same. And I couldn't find a vegan Ginsters, so I was like, oh, I'll just have this. Anywho, no. So... But then I was like, about five minutes after taking the bite of it, I was like, I'm not hungry anymore. And I could feel this like toddler building inside me. I'm like, it's 52 miles, Ali, you can't do this. Not, 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 no, 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 no. So I was like trying to eat bits of nuts. They were clanging in my mouth. And I was like, oh. <laughs> and then I was like, I need a poo. Oh, God. And that was it. Floodgates were opened. It was horrendous. And I was like, yeah. what is this? What fresh hell is this? I knew exactly what it was. I was like, yeah, why is this happening to me? Because everything had been going so well. Yeah. So then I was like frightened and I know all the mindset stuff. So I'm like, right, you have to keep eating. So I kept eating. But every time I put something in me, something came out of me. And I was like, mm-hmm. this is really starting to get on my nerves now because I'm having to stop, tidy myself up, tidy the mess up and then crack on again. It's cold. Yeah. It's squatting in bushes. At one point I was like, I ran off the trail. There's no nowhere to hide up there. So you run off the trail, turn your head torch off and hope no one's going to be coming towards you looking at you. And yeah. I... And I did a poo and it was really long, wet grass. And I looked down and there were loads of tiny frogs in it, in the grass. No! Ali, you frogs! That's a tsunami onto a frog's home. And then I was oh like, oh, frogs! God. Can you imagine death by tsunami? I know. And I was like, I'm so sorry, little frogs. I just sort of stared at the frogs, oh. but not at the poo frogs. I didn't even know. I didn't even look to see if a poo had gone on the frogs. And then I was like, this is horrible. I feel rubbish. So all I could do was put on some very heavy rock music and like just keep putting putting anything that would stay. That Because I was like, I don't want to start being sick. That was the main no. thing. I, like, I don't want to start puking as well because I can't deal with that. To be honest with you, I was still keeping an okay pace. And I managed to get that third leg in six hours, which was, mm-hmm. it was okay. It was not lost. Mm. But I was like, I like, it was so cold and windy up there. I put mm. my waterproof trousers on. That's how cold yeah. it was. And listener, that's why you take waterproof trousers, not to keep you dry. To keep you warm. Yeah, to keep yeah. you warm. Yeah. I put them all over the top of my leggings and I was like, I'm now sweating into these, but at least I'm warm. I'd rather be warm and wet than cold and wet. And then I took them yeah. off and I got to the bottom. Yeah. And yeah, like I say, after at the end, James was like, the biggest problem we had was the Ridgeway at night with people just being way too cold up there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had a pacer just for the last leg and I got in mm. Sean, lovely Sean, Danny Dyer's brother. Yeah. From another mother. And... Um, I was really good on the turnaround, like no faffing about. And I just said to him, like, my stomach's a bit fucked and I'm not eating very well. But he was like, I'll keep stuffing food into you. And then that last leg was just horrendous, just horrendous because yeah. of my stomach. It was just so painful. Um, and also something weird was going on with my hip. 
I think oh. it was a sliding around on the first leg. Yeah. So my yeah. right hip was killing me. My hip flex was absolutely killing me. It hurt, actually hurt more to walk than it did to run. So I, was, so I wasn't taking any walk breaks. I'd rather just run through it. Yeah. And I've been taking some like paracetamol to stop it. I didn't want to take too many drugs because I knew it made me feel really, really shit. And I knew it's really, yeah. really bad for you. Especially on a bad stomach. Yeah, exactly. So, and it was it's so, it was so sore. Um, it was just like lemons, 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 but lemons where I was like tr- really trying to deal with the lemony situation. Yeah. And it just was frustrating because I, because when you were, when you're literally on the last leg, it was every mile I was in the bushes, every Jeez. mile on the Jesus. dot with poor Sean standing there. It was like, you're going to love this listeners. It was like comedy fart sounds coming out of me, which would have been funny had it not have been the situation it was. It just was absolutely horrendous did you record them because we could release it as the sound of long farts part two it was exactly like the sound of long farts except it was accompanied by brown liquid and it was just like oh right so do we think it was the spinach and feta slice that caused this no i didn't eat it i'll tell you what it was i think it's caused it it's the running fast because for me it's always running fast yeah for me and 10 minute miles for 50 miles is fast for me yeah it's running fast my body's just like no I'm not going to digest anything it's all going to come straight out like shit yeah and it's all the blood's just got to go to your legs and that's the end of that yeah and I'm so desperate to sort it out because I I said to Sean like I think I don't think blokes suffer from it half as badly as women because Sean's like I've never had anything go gastrically wrong and he eats everything sandwiches crisps Uh, biscuits sweet gels this that the other I don't think it's a gender thing. I don't think it's a men, women thing. I think, because I know that there are lots of top athletes who do get gut problems. Mm. Jim Walmsley pulled out of UTMB last year because his stomach absolutely went. But you're right, it is running fast. When you run faster than you're used to, your digestion's not able to keep up with it. And so you're right, your body just rejects everything, goes, no, not having it. I can't do what I need to do. Do you then train? Because this is the other thing that I was talking, I was talking to James Elson about this because he said on the track, he did a track 24 hour recently and he said yeah. his guts went for the first time. He was like, it was unbelievable. It was so awful. It's just, it's just gross and painful and horrible. Yeah. And he was like, he, and he said to me, you cannot, you can't practice your food because you never go out for a practice 100 miler. Your 100 no. miler is always a 100 miler, isn't it? So this was my, I counted, I was kind I was counting my buckles. I put my buckle up on its shelf. It's my 10th 100-mile race. That was my 10th 100-mile race. It's not my first rodeo, right? No. And I'm like, how do you practice this stuff? Like, so, and I I honestly can't think what it was. You can't. You can't practice it. And the thing the thing is, you were obviously trying for a, a particular time. You had it in your head. You had your plan. You wanted to do this in this time and blah, 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 blah. Like, that's... That was what you were going for and your pace. You'd been doing faster, longer runs during your training in order to be able to do Mm. that. But the thing is, when you run faster, your blood and oxygen is being pumped faster around your body to keep you breathing, to keep your body up to speed with the cardiovascular exercise, which means that the blood is not being pumped to your digestive system, especially your intestines. And it's your intestines with a lack of blood flow. Sorry, I've got my science head on. I love it. I love it. 
it's the lack of blood flow then to your intestines, which then means that they go, I can't, I haven't got enough energy or like resources to deal with what you're now putting in me because you need the energy to keep this up. That it just kind of goes, nope. And the irony of that is you can't get any more energy in you because no. you need more energy to keep going. But obviously your body's trying to stop you. <laughs> so yeah. I was like, I'm not going to do that thing where I say my legs felt great because they didn't. Like they were okay. agonizingly sore. Yeah. I think because first off, it was very warm during the day. Then it got very cold very quickly. Mm. And so taking your legs being all really nice and warm for like, what, 10 hours? To something yeah. really, really cold and still making them tick over. I think that that does bad things to your muscles. They, I've, My doms are so bad today. I'm actually going to go to the doctor and get my bloods done because I think it might be a perimenopause thing as well. Because I put it on Instagram and loads of women have said perimenopausal symptoms were for me were really bad doms and aching muscles and I'm like yeah and I've had that recently from PT and stuff so keep yeah. informed with that listener yeah I do because there'll be so many people out there who are you know perimenopausal or even even for people who aren't now perimenopausal you still need to talk about these things well it's like I'm really fit right I've got to give myself a bit of credit here this year I have trained my bollocks off I've given you up have. smoking I have like been going to the gym every week yeah. I've been training properly I've done some really good races mm -hmm. I've done like 300 of my first 200 I've only DNF one of them I'm like why do I feel so shit like I'm doing everything right but this 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 Dom's thing yeah. when I got when I finished and went back to the Airbnb the mm -hmm. minute I sat down it was I could not fucking move my my Kirsty went out to I was staying with my friend Kirsty and yeah she went out to see the rest of them in and mm -hmm. I could not get out of bed, literally yeah. could not move. I started to get quite scared because I felt so terrible. When she got mm. back, I sort of clawed my way down the stairs. was like, can you please help me? I'm like, fucking hell, Ali. I've driven home after races before. Like, this is yeah. ridiculous. I feel so shit. So I am going to go and talk to an expert about it because I'm just not having it. I'm not having Definitely. it. Anyway. When was the last time you had your blood pressure checked? I have not had my blood pressure checked since I was at university. Okay, you, yeah, def right. <laughs> Definitely need to get your blood pressure checked, mate, because especially, you know, if you are experiencing peri perimenopausal, right, uh, just to put a little caveat out here, I am not a medical professional, but I have... Are you so like Dr. Dre? <laughs> yeah, I'm Dr. I am Dr. Dre. Uh, that's the qualification that I have. Um, no, this is just from my sciencey brain from doing the studying for PT um, qualification. The, all of the things that you've talked about so far, the gut issues, the achy legs, the perimenopausal... Uh, the annoying pacer, all of them. <laughs> yeah, you know, that can be down to poor circulation. And if you've got poor circulation, that'll get picked up by blood pressure checks. You should definitely get your blood pressure checked. But then also your hormones, if you are perimenopausal, you're going to experience a fall in estrogen. Mm -hmm. And estrogen also affects your circulation. So double bubble, you need to get your blood pressure checked, please. As well as them sticking a needle in and getting some actual blood to see what's going on in the blood that's going around your body. Okay. Okay? That's what I'll do. Good. Right. Back to this silly race. Yeah. yeah. Let's talk about leg four. Let's talk about the last 25 miles of 100 miler because they yeah. are fucking horrendous. Make um, or break, would you say? Yeah. 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 I actually think 
well, all of it's make or break. I think if you go too fast in the first 25 miles, you yeah. fucked it. Yeah. And and I always say to people, it's best to get to mile 50. If you can get to mile 50 feeling like you're really tired and you've just got up from a real hard day the day before, you'll be okay. But if you get to yeah. mile 50 and you're like, I'm fucked, you're fucked. And Pull the plug. Similarly in 100k, like me, I guess. <laughs> yeah. But it's like that that last 25 miles of autumn is really hard because you go you go out to Reading it's hardly the most inspiring bit of running you'll ever do like it really isn't the ironic welcome to Reading sign is not it's not a happy sight because you're still nowhere near fucking turnaround isn't point. it yeah I was going to say isn't it miles away from the turnaround yeah it's like six miles from the turnaround, turnaround point and the best bit the best bit about it is when you get to the turnaround point you've got to do what you just did exactly the same but backwards so <laughs> that's nice god but it was like the people man that you see that there, there are bodies, people just laying there, like th- like heaving, like throwing up into gutters. And their pace yeah. is standing there looking nervously around. There was this kid, and he was a kid. His name was Edward. He's 27. I met him on leg two. Really, really yeah. nice, really nice bloke. Yeah. First, His first ultra was this, this year. And guess mm. what his first ultra was? Dragon's Back? UTS 100K. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Ultra Trail Snowdonia, 100k. He'd finished it. Wow. Uh, Good on him. Yeah. Wow. And this was his second, first ever 100 miler. And he's like, Have you got any tips? I was like, Yeah, don't. I said, Don't over butter your crumpet. And he went, What do you mean? I'm like, What are you doing now running with me as you're over buttering your crumpet? I was like, You're running too quick. <laughs> and he was like, Now nah, I'll be all right. And I was like, Honestly, like, I'd chill your boots a little bit if I were you because it gets bad. And the next time I saw him was about mile. 89 and he was laying in an underpass in Reading. He was grey, that like proper grey. Did and he have his, someone with him? His pacer was standing there, sort of looking around <laughs> like a like nervously. And I was like, hello. Mm-hmm. And he was like, and he looked at me, I was like, oh, it's you. And he went, hello. And I went, oh. And he went, I've just I've just run out of energy. I was like, right. So I gave him a caffeine bullet. I gave him like a hundred milligram caffeine bullet. And I was like, eat that, have some caffeine. If you had some salt, if you had some water, he said, yes. I gave him a, I gave him a normal caffeine bullet and a ginger raws one. So now he's got 130 milligrams of caffeine. I'm like, just take this, get yourself to the checkpoint, have a cup of tea, sit down, eat something. Got loads of time to get back. You can walk back. Mm. He did finish. He sent me a message on Instagram. So he did finish. But oh. he looked so shit, bless him. <laughs> and I just thought, but it happens to happen to everybody. And I think one of the things about this race is I've done it three times now and I've done a lot of hundreds and I'm like, it. you have this rose-tinted version of like, oh, it's just a hundred mile, it's fine. But it isn't, is it? It's not just a hundred There's no miler. such thing as just a hundred miler. Like, no. The fact that you, what did you say? You've done 10 now? Yeah, I've done 10 organised ones. Dear God. Like, for, for most people, they'll only do one in their life. And then I've had enough and be like, I'm never doing that again. But like... Yeah, you say that, but then it creeps back up on you again. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But there's nothing There's nothing about... There's, it's not like, you know... Some I, I do feel that sometimes we sit on this pod and we kind of talk about these big events and the, the amazing things that you, mostly you do. And it comes across as like, oh, yeah, just ran a marathon at the weekend kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's not and like it's that. nothing. No, it's not. And and like, you know, I hope we don't come across as blase about it because I mean, listener, you can't see Ali's face today. I love Ali's face. She's a broken woman today. 
Yeah. Do you want to talk about the aftermath? Oh yeah, no, we'll talk about the aftermath. So yeah, like yeah. So basically, massive thanks to Sean um, for pacing me because he really pulled me through, and he actually put a the sensible hat on and was like, he's just running like a few steps ahead of me, and like we did, we were playing the game of like, let's just run to this bit, let's run to this bit because, and and it was okay, and in the end, I came in in twenty three forty, which was great, which was under twenty four hours, so it was my plan B, and that's great, and I was really really pleased, etc. 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 Finished, was was okay, walked into the hall, had a cup of tea, had a chat to James. It's like a, it's like I've got a face on. I'm like, oh, I have a nice chat. Got to the Airbnb, sat down, game over. Fucking game over. Like, got in the bath, trying mm. to wash myself, the mud off myself, could, like, couldn't. Like, threw it, like, actually was like, I'm going to be sick in the bath. I had three cups of tea. I hadn't eaten, and I bite it for sandwich at this point. So I had to turn around to throw up in the toilet while I was in the bath. Then I got out of the bath. I was shivering, even though I was boiling, had been boiling in the mm. bath. And then oh. I was like, I'm going to be sick again. And I literally just sat with my head in the toilet for about 15 minutes, throwing up every single bit of liquid in my body and every bit of nutrition that had that sort of lasted. Because in the last 25 miles, I didn't eat hardly anything. I just ate loads of caffeine bullets because that was all that I could hold down because they, they had ginger in them. <laughs> Those oh. ginger caffeine bullets are amazing. Because yeah. that ginger really does settle you down. And it's not that much caffeine. It's 30 milligrams, so it's not a lot. Mm. And that, that was what got me through that last leg. Nothing else, just nothing else. I couldn't even look at it. Oh my god, he gave me squashum. You know I love squashums. Yeah, put it on the tip of my tongue. <gasps> no, that's how bad you were. We only get the squashums out when shit goes bad as well. They are for emergencies it was only. So bad, and it was so sad. And um, lots of people told me since that on the last leg, I was being really helpful and polite and kind to everybody and saying things like, "It's just a park run to go. Well done, you do really well." I don't remember any of this. Did you think you were dying? Is yeah. that why you were? Trying I don't to just remember get like any of it. I I don't. All I, I can only remember from the photos on my phone, and um, I took lots of photos because it's very beautiful. The mist was coming over the river. Anyway, I got in bed. I was shaking. I was aching so badly. Mm. I couldn't roll over onto either side. I couldn't really move. I had a bucket in case I needed to throw up or do anything else in it. Yeah. And then Kirsty came back and I crawled down the stairs, got on the sofa, and she just went out and bought me loads of diorolite and ginger beer and, and stuff, tried to feed oh. me. And it just, I couldn't go to sleep because I was in so much pain. I couldn't yeah. fucking go to sleep because I was in so much pain. And it's the first time that this has happened. Even after that 200, it wasn't like this. No. And I'm like, I've got to go see a doctor just to make sure. But I was having a good think about this on the way home. Mm. And about our attitude on this podcast towards these long distance events. Yeah. Because I feel like that sometimes both of us may be a little blase about it because of the people we hang around with and because of the things we do. Yeah. Like, it's not fucking normal. It's not normal. And it's then to go, why don't I feel okay? Yeah. Literally like-, like 24 hours, 48 hours afterwards. Of course, you're not going to feel okay. You put your body through Hell. But even like thinking about your about the seven valleys, just to be like, oh, you know, this happened, that happened, it didn't finish. So fucking what? Like what <laughs> you did do with a chest infection, even without a chest infection, is more is incredible. To even take it on is incredible. But we yeah. get, I think everybody's guilty of getting a bit like, oh, whatever, it just is what it is. It isn't just what it is. And no. it is, it's it's something that I'm so grateful to be able to do it. 
Mm. And I'm so grateful that my body can still do it. And I'm so, and I enjoy it so much to the people yeah. around it, volunteers around it, the community around it. I'll never stop doing it. No. Um, but it is niche. Yeah. We have to remember niche. that. And we have to stop, so, and we have to stop presenting it as something that's easy. Cause that's the other thing I was talking to people about. It's like, it's funny how you never see, you know, the top end, you know, on Instagram, you never see mm. Courtney looking like shit. You never see Jim looking like shit or Killian mm. looking like shit or even Damo looking like shit. You don't see it. Like you don't, you just see, you might see them with their head in their hands, but you don't actually see them squatting in a bush with fucking liquid brown water coming out from between their no. cheeks or throwing mm. up in a bucket or no. crying at home because they can't actually go to sleep and they're frightened that their liver might be failing. Yeah. Like you don't see it, but that's the normality of it. It is bloody fucking hard and I work hard and I train hard and I know what I'm doing and I find it really 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 challenging yeah of course and that and, to be expected and I just wish more people would fucking say it like it is instead of being yeah. like oh yeah you know it's what it is fucking hard hard work it's worth it but it's hard work very I tell you who does keep doing it and doing it and making it look easy who oh Ken know about Ken finished his hundredth hundred miler at autumn 100 I know I ran next to Ken for a bit what a legend I said to Ken Ken and he sort of looked at me sideways and I went I just want to tell you that I listened to that century podcast the other day and I, I don't really very much get inspired by people but I'm really really inspired by you and I think that you're amazing that podcast made me cry and he just side-eyed me didn't say anything I just wow. like legend. He's such a legend because he hates it. He doesn't want any attention no. on him at all. But yeah, no. that was that. Also, one hundred was his hundredth hundred miler, and he did it in like twenty five hours and a minute. And James was like, "I was like, what are you going to do when he comes in? Are you going to have like a, a band, like fireworks, a fandango?" Mm-hmm. He's like, "No, I bought him a trophy, but I'm too scared to give it to him, so I'm not going to give it to him. So we just we're not no. going to do anything. He doesn't want us to do anything. So they didn't." Mm. It's amazing, isn't it? Amazing. Maybe you can post the trophy. I yeah. think I think that's amazing. Also, yeah. sorry to I know I mean you are you are wrecked. So um, but I just wanted to pick up on something that we mentioned earlier about Jeffrey, a winner, 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 chicken dinner, Jeffrey. Mm-hmm. He got a new course record by 34 seconds. Did he? Yeah. Well, that's what Centurion have put out. Oh, have they? Oh, so he did do it then. So the thing is, the course was a bit different because it was a diversion. Ah. Yeah, so I don't is that know. what we're saying is that what you were saying about the the legs not being 12 and a half miles i had 102 miles on my watch but yeah it is what it is with 100 milers anyone that's ever thinking thinking of doing and in a minute let's do a reasons why you should do a 100 miler because yeah. like a, a bit of a debbie downer um but yeah like you can't ever expect it to be 100 miles because it's not if, at least having it said 115 that, it will never be 115. Not on not on James's watch. No. But I uh when I finished South Downs Way 100, I came under the gantry and my watch ticked over to exactly 100 miles. So I literally ran up to James on that day and showed him my watch. I was like, what? and he was like, it's amazing. That was a good day. That is very satisfying. That was a good day. It was very satisfying. <laughs> very satisfying. Very satisfying. I also love that there was um a bit of a close battle between second and third female. Oh yeah. Sarah Page and Rachel Stanley Evans came in within like six, seven, three minutes of each other. And I think Sarah was leading. Uh, definitely the first leg. I think Sarah was actually leading. 
Wow. It was real close to the women. Yeah. Um, but what was so nice, and this is one of the best things about this race, is the out and backs. Yeah. You get to see your mates. And so, like... And say, well done. Yeah, You get to say, well done, but you get to high five them. But the funny thing is, right, for the first leg, it's all like, Whoa! Like, comes this person, comes that person. High five, high five. Second leg, it's like, yay, well done. High five, high five. Third leg, you can't see if it's dark. Yeah. And then the last leg, you're just not even looking. You're just looking at the floor. Because you just want to be dead. So, um, yeah, it was really nice seeing, especially Sarah. I really like Sarah Page. She's she's amazing. I like all the other women too. But it was just lovely to see everybody having a nice time. Yeah. I loved yeah. it. And see all my clients. And some of them made it, some of them didn't. But I think that's just the nature of the beast. Like, there, are, there is stuff. To be fair, getting to the start line of an event at the moment without being ill is amazing. Oh. Like, yeah. one of them was off with COVID. A couple of other people I was running with recently had COVID. Um, yeah. So even getting to the start line is a thing. And, and to, to finish a hundred miler, everything has to line up like yeah. fate wise. Cause if you twist yeah. an ankle, but one of my clients tripped over and smashed her knee up a mile 18. She was out. No. Uh, my friend Kirsty was out mile 25 cause she picked up a lump of wood for her fire the week before and twisted her back. And so it was getting super bad. She had to stop. So everything yes. has to line up for you to be able to finish. Oh my and God. then and then stuff will go wrong during that time because it's a 24 hour period where you put your body under immense stress. So the gastro yeah. stuff happens, your hip yeah. hurts, your leg hurts, this hurts, that hurts. And it's about knowing whether to fight fight through it or to stop. Pull the pin. Yeah. Pull the plug. A hundred percent. And also let's not forget, like that's not even specific to a hundred milers either. Mm. Like that is um, any race, any sort of, especially long distance races, but like, you know, if I think back to when I first got sub four hours at the marathon and I was trying to constantly chase that four hours and I did it on maybe the fourth time of asking, mm-hmm. I remember putting a Facebook post up and being like, marathons are hard as it is, but you have to have everything go right in order to have a good marathon. And I really felt like that day when I went sub four that the stars had aligned because mm-hmm. I'd been injury free in the lead up. Actually, I hadn't. I Anyway, I was injury free on the start line. Everything went to plan for the pacing. The weather was perfect. The course was great. My pacing was on point and I got to the finish like 30 seconds under four hours. Mm-hmm. And any race that you do, there are so many variables and lemons Mm-hmm. that can all converge to mean that actually the result doesn't end up being what you want it to be. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I didn't want a DNF. You wanted to get 21 hours. There are people out there who, again, maybe won't have quite reached their A goal. But I think what was good about what you said at the start was that you had multiple goals. I always have a, I always have ABC. A, B and C. Always. Always. Yeah. And people take the piss at me because when I say my C goal, they're like, what, C goal? <laughs> I don't mean oh, seagulls. Oh, yeah, seagull. <laughs> Here comes the girl. Here he comes. <laughs> Here comes the seagull sweeping in to take away your dreams. <laughs> take away all your hopes and dreams. <laughs> it's the hopes and dreams theme. Love um, but always, yeah, always have A, B, and C. C can be finish. C can... That's what C well, is. C is finish. But it doesn't have to be, because the thing is, if you then don't finish, how are you going to feel that you didn't get C? Honestly, not if you're going to be an ultra runner of any distance then you're gonna have to expect a dnf and you're gonna have to look forward to it and look forward to it because it happens and it's like mm-hmm. it's everything the only the only reason i finished that race 
on Saturday, Sunday, yeah. whenever I finished it, was because yeah. I've already done it. I've already done, I've done it so many times. So I know, yeah. I know that I can push through that distress, that gastro distress. I know I can yeah. push through these things that hurt. I know when hurty is sharp, bad, owie hurty. And I know how, to, like this sounds really wanky, but I know how to control my mind. So when I was running yeah. and I wasn't in pain, there were brief moments, like two or three minutes where I'd run, where I'd go for a poo or water break, whatever you want to call it. I'd, and then I'd be like, right, and I'd stand up. And for two or three minutes, I'd feel okay. I wouldn't feel nauseous. I wouldn't feel like I need to go to the toilet. I wouldn't feel pain. Then it would start again. In, in those few minutes, I was just like, be grateful for this, be grateful for this, be grateful for this, be grateful. So I, so I was, and then yeah. it would start again. And it was yeah. like, oh, fuck. But you're going to have to like crack on and just, uh-huh. and that's what it is. I think a lot of people think there is a way of doing this without pain or without suffering. No. You always have a little bit of pain or suffering because I- it is really always said this ultra running is always about you will always have some level of discomfort oh yeah. yeah whether it be painful whether it be you know wet whether it be too hot whether it be sunburn like whatever the discomfort is nothing about ultra running is going to be comfortable the whole time i don't i i don't know anyone who's ever had a comfortable ultra run even the like the elites you look at them and they just that what you're presented with, this is not on them. It's 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 the industry as a whole. You are presented with this. Mm-hmm. It's easy for them. Even if you look at like Olympians, mm. you don't see the pain they go through, do you? No. It's just no. Yeah. Do you want to know what my seagull was, by the way, for Seven Valleys? Yeah. What was your seagull? Don't die or be an issue for mountain rescue. Perfect. I love it. <laughs> so I I hit my seagull. Because it wasn't anything to do with time or finishing. It was just don't die, don't die and don't be a problem for mountain Which rescue. Which I think is fair enough. Absolutely fair yeah. enough. And <laughs> yeah, I just, yeah, mom, this was this was right in the middle of plan B for me. So it's fine. I gave myself a B minus. Well done. Eight out of ten. Seven, seven, eight out of ten. Yes. Sustainable excellence. You're all right. I just need to sort out this, this aftercare because I just feel like absolute dog shit. But we'll see how it feels, feels tomorrow, won't we? But the but yeah. thing for me was where the well done's. Go on then, tell us about. The it well was done. just like there was no sarcastic well done's. I don't think. Good, well done, team. <laughs> but what else do you say? Are you resigned to the fact that well done is what we should say? Yes. <laughs> After all that, how many episodes have yeah. we been going on? How many episodes? Like like hundreds, but then it got it just got to the point where I just was like everybody's saying it and I don't know if we can stop if we can stop the world I, I, I don't think I, 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 I think it's done I, I just Percy said that she said good effort by accident to someone and she thought that, that sounded awful too yeah that does sound, it does sound awful good effort doesn't it yeah so I did go I did go past Gemma a few times Gemma finished by the way Yay! she was absolute legend well she done. finished and then <laughs> well done that's her first hundred minor and she um she was whoop whooping me every time she saw me so I got a whoop whoop so that was love good. it whoop whoop was love good. it but um but yeah Really, I was like, oh, it's just easy. Well done just comes out of your mouth and everybody says it. So I spent my Sunday cheering on the Oxford Half Runners and um, I ended up, for some reason, in a park cheering on at about 11 and a bit miles um, where there was nobody else around at all. So I was the only one cheering and I was stood next to one of the race photographers and everyone had written their names on their bibs. So I was trying to pick out people's names as much as they I could when they came through. And I'd be like, go on, Sarah. Well in, Dave. 
great runnings, Sean. And I was trying not to say well done, but I said well done so many times. I love you. I'm just going to my bathroom because I think I'm going to throw up. Give me one minute. Oh, my yep. God. Yep. Oh, fuck. Quick. Oh, I don't want to be sick. Live vomiting on the pod. I thought she got over it. Poor Rowley. Oh, my God. It's so gross. Was there vomit? Yeah. Oh, mate. Plug this back in. I got... It's better. Welcome back. You know, um... You know how I wanted to lose that little bit of weight? Well, I didn't want to say anything. I didn't want to say anything. I think I've done it. <laughs> I've fucking done it. Oh, Ali. That's annoying because that's sushi. That was sushi that I had for lunch. I wonder if that was the fly sushi. No, it wasn't. <laughs> but this is it. That's just, I used, to have, I used to be really scared of being sick. Now I'm like, well, now it happens. Yeah. Now after. You kind of just have to before doing put up with it yeah. now, don't you? Um. Hey, yeah. do you know what? I was going to just do a little well done there. Oh, well done. Not to you. Not to you. It's not all about you today. Oh, to the pet podcast pet. To the podcast pet. It's not all about you today, Ali. Sorry. <laughs> no, I know it's about podcast pet. They sent me the cutest video. Oh. I'm going to cry. Why did you so... get it? Because uh, cause I said to her, I want you to report into me after you've done your thing. I'll send it to you. Us. Um, I love it. Us. Aww. Yeah, I'll put it I'll put it on the Instagram. It's actually really, really sweet. But um, yeah, well done, podcast pet. He did very well. So podcast pet. Dean, who we have taken on as our little project, um, he ran the Amsterdam Marathon at the weekend because, uh, well, because he wanted to. I didn't mean because. He ran the Amsterdam Marathon at the weekend, full stop. He is running the London to Brighton 100 miles. Hey. Hey's. Thank you. I wasn't sure when it came out of my mouth. Um, Ali is going to coach him on the running side. I'm going to do the PT stuff. And, and he is delightful in every possible way. And he had... A wonderful result at the Amsterdam Marathon. We're very proud of you, Dean. Well done. Do you know what time you finished in? Because I don't know what time you finished in. I don't care, but I don't know. Do you think he wants us to publish like that? I don't know. I don't, I don't see why he wouldn't. I mean, it's on the internet. People could look it up. Uh, 4.53.41. Oh, that's brilliant. Isn't it? Work, Dean. Yeah. Great work. Amazing yeah. stuff. So, yeah, congratulations. Well done, Dean. Welcome to hell. Training for 100k starts now. I'm going to get in contact with him this week and I'm going to start putting together a little plan for him for his running. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll get him back on for a little check-in to see how things are going and to see how he's feeling. Well, see how things are going. He hasn't started yet. But uh, yeah, get him back on. Have a little check-in. Um, that was actually one of the things I was going to ask you before I rudely interrupted myself by having to go and throw up. Oh. When you did your 100 miles along the canal, yeah, did you get sick? I can't remember. No. I can't remember you being sick or like getting bad tummy or anything like that. No. Um, no, my poos were soft. <laughs> um, but not but not like watery. And I remember the medic asking me because um because I wanted to take some painkillers also for a hip issue. And she wanted to know how many times I'd pooed and how many times I'd weed the whole time. Oh, yeah, I remember, remember. that. She kept asking, yeah. Um, so, and that's obviously just to check that everything internally is working okay and not going into meltdown. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah, no, everything was fine with my insides and with my... Um, like, I didn't vom or anything. I, if, anybody, if someone asked me, what did you eat on that run... I, honestly couldn't tell you you had the sausage rolls 
Yeah, I sausage roll. I remember that sausage roll gate. You were into pastries. I felt like you were into pastries. I didn't have loads of pastries like then. that. Yeah, I I you were know. eating proper food. You were definitely eating proper food. Yeah, it well, I like I'd taken down gels. No, I yeah, I wasn't whacking down gels. Towards the end, I was whacking down gels. Everyone has to do it towards the end, don't they? Right. Oh my god, I emptied my pack um, earlier down downstairs. It's actually really funny. Like, like I emptied it. There's like. 16 gels i'm not joking that i'd been stuffing into various orifices brilliant this is this is left over from the seven valleys listen i'm holding up a ziploc bag it contains it looks like a (laughs) gift hamper christmas gift it contains tailwind it's got mountain fuel it's got velaforte it's got the velaforte cheese it's probably got protein rebel i can see it protein rebel (laughs) it's probably got about 10 gels in there two packs of chews and a it is like about 60 quids worth of sports nutrition i know this is this is 50k's worth of nutrition that was not used yeah like every (laughs) every little hole in my bag because i separate i separated out all my food into leg one leg two leg three leg four bags so all i had to do was pull it out i was so good on the turnarounds i was so good on the aid stations i wasted not a second of my time was wasted but I obviously was like, I'm not going to eat any more of those gels. So I've just pulled it out. They're just fucking gels everywhere that I haven't eaten. It's 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 quite incredible the amount of weight I was carrying that oh I didn't fucking eat. Um, it's bad, but yeah, it's what it is at the end of the day. I can use them again next time. Yay! And that's because you couldn't keep it down. That wasn't because you'd like overpacked or anything No, it like was that. just because I was like, I can't. I, I just, the thing is when people say, when you say you can't eat, you can eat. You are choosing to believe you can't eat. You can eat and you might throw up, but you can still do it. Mm. So I'm very aware of this when I'm like, oh, I can't eat it. Mm. And I really try. Mm. Um, and you have to put something in you because you have to have some sort of energy to keep moving forward. You just absolutely have to. Like, I've just been sick, but then I'll just keep drinking this fucking water with salt in it because I'm like, I have to do- keep it going in. And if it comes out again, it comes out again. And that's just how it is. But if yeah. you don't, you're fucked, aren't you? You're absolutely fucked. So. Yeah. I just, I think I was carrying them thinking, or oh, at least I've got them. It was always like a, like a, um, like a little support blanket of gels yeah. that I was wearing. But, um, it's quite pathetic, but yeah. The best thing about it is at least I don't come out of it going, I'm never going to do that again. Cause I know that I will do it again multiple, multiple times. Yeah, absolutely. Do you think, is there anything that we've covered that you think you can give any sort of like nuggets of advice to the listener? Um, should they come up against any of the sort of scenarios that you faced? Don't think you can wing a hundred miler. Like you can't. There's no hack. No, you can't win wing it. And it's really fucking hard. And I think it's very rare. One of the things I get, I got loads of people saying how much they love the podcast while I was out, like this podcast that you're listening to now. Hey. And hi everyone. And they said they love it because it's two women talking really honestly. And I don't think you're mm. going to find anyone that's going to say to you, any other podcast that's going to say to you, running 100 miles is really fucking hard. Like it's, I've done it loads of times. It's really, mm. I'm not saying I'm a, a legend or anything like that, because I'm not, but I find it really hard and it is really mm. hard. And don't go into it thinking yeah. you're going to have a nice time. You will have a nice time for bits of it, but you're going to go through a period of having mm-hmm. a really horrible time and you need to be prepared for that. And it seems to me the worst part of it is people cannot face their inner voice they can't face it down and go, yeah. no, that's not happening today. They just would rather end the race and stop it. And yeah. I talk to my clients yeah. a lot about this. And there's, if you can face that, if you can train yourself to like not be frightened of it, 
you'll do well but mm. it you mm. need to know the difference between like an excuse and an actual reason and there is nothing yeah. and that's why I think 100 miles is so brilliant because it gives you that whole like usually they're about 28 hour cutoffs so they give you a 24 hour period of like really mm. seeing who you are what you're capable of mm. and I think that's incredible mm. but so I think anyone planning to do it don't just don't do it because you think you should do it don't do it because everyone else is doing it yeah. don't do it because it's the yeah. next thing on the list do it because you really want to do it and um, mm. take as much advice from people that are straight talking and don't sugarcoat it as you possibly can. And a lot of coaches will mm. say, well, don't, you know, don't tell people to, because I say to my, my, pe- my people, what are you going to do when that happens, when the bad voices come? Mm. Or what are you going to do when you want a DNF? What are you going to do? When, and, and a lot of coaches won't talk about that because they're like, don't even put that thought in someone's head. But the fact is, if you ignore it and don't approach it before the day, when it comes, you don't have the tools to fight it, do you? So you've got to be able to fight it. No. Um. You need you need the the tools in your box in order to be able to stop yeah. it from yeah the blood. yeah so you know there's there's loads of stuff I talk to clients about with this like having a proper kill criteria I get them to write some of them to write a compassionate letter to themselves that they need to read before they pull out of the race so that they can you know a letter that they've written when they're sober and not like fucking yeah. freaking out about the fact that they can't do it loads of stuff mm. like that because it is a really big deal and it is an incredible achievement and it is a really I just it's just an amazing thing to do and as much as at the moment I'm in pain and it's rubbish and I hate it I will look back on yeah. it and be like that was a, a great experience and I and I will do it again obviously I've got like hundreds lined up for next year it is my favorite distance but that was a particularly yeah. gnarly horrible gross one and I don't know why but again experience for you it's great to go in come out and go right I'm gonna go to the doctor and see what's going on with me and understand these things that are happening with my body you learn that every time right you learn something every time so yeah exactly hey so you were saying about um like writing a letter to yourself mm. um I think that's a really great idea and when I did London to rugby I had letters from people mm-hmm. my nearest and dearest Basically, so that the producers could make me cry more, so it would be a better video. Put that the piano music. Yeah, yeah. And I was reminded the other day. Oh, I wish I could remember who reminded me. Um, and it was after my DNF of what you wrote, Ali, in my card, and it was the man in the arena. Yeah, it's my favourite. So I just want to share it with the listeners because it's so good. Um, that I think it needs to be shared to a wider audience. If you haven't already heard it, I believe it's Theodore Roosevelt's quote. It is, it's part of a speech he gave. In Paris, at the Sorbonne in 1910. And this is it. It is not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again, because there is no effort without error and shortcoming. But who does actually strive to do the deeds? Who knows great enthusiasms, the great devotions? Who spends himself in a worthy cause? Who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement? And who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat it's so good isn't it i love it it's so good and and i just it's so applicable obviously change the man to woman or or individual um, 
but it is anyway, person 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 they but I just think it's such a like it's a rousing reminder to all you runners out there that all you're doing every time you sign up to races you dare to believe you dare to achieve is that you are doing your best and failure it should isn't something to be looked at negatively it is learning yeah. and it's growing and you're daring to put yourself out there I love that that whole that whole failing or daring greatly absolutely I absolutely love that it's yeah. like it's just that's just such a it's such a powerful message and it's yeah. Oh, so good. I wish I could have that tattooed on my face. <laughs> you could. You could marry Brad for maths. Oh, no, sorry. Wrong no, path. thank you. I'm all right. <laughs> right. I realised that sort of made it sound like Ali failed or DNF'd or whatever. She didn't. She absolutely rocked it. She, like, completed her race and did an amazing, amazing job at it as well. So super proud of you. I think you're amazing. I think you're a legend. And I think you're a brilliant runner. No more scary long ones for the rest of the year now. Just nice ones. No. Like, like those nice little 40 milers that I've got to do. Those ones. Mm. Little boys. Um, <laughs> right. Oh, no, don't you do that. You'll probably actually vomit. I realised that the darkness has come because it's the evening. We normally do it in the morning. And um, I didn't turn my light on when we started recording. So I now look like Sinead O'Connor. You do. You look like Sinead O'Connor. <laughs> You really do look like her. You can take a little picture if you want. I'm not going to. Actually, I might take a little picture of you. It's exactly like I can that. eat my dinner in a fancy restaurant. Anyway, right. And you, and you sound like her. i got to go. I'm going on okay. holiday. Oh, okay. You go on holiday. Yeah. Uh, and then we'll be back to normal next week, listener. Um, we, we'll do these debriefs after we've done a little race. So yeah. And let us know what you think of them as well. We'd love to hear your feedback. Yeah, and keep your feedbacks coming in. We like the feedbacks. Yes, and your stories, ultrasoundsystempod at gmail.com. Voice notes via DM, ultrasoundsystempod. Thanks, I love you, Ali. Please look after yourself. Oh, God, I thought you were going to vomit on the computer. I'm going to go and watch the rest of that Beckham documentary and go to bed. Look after yourself. I love you. Bye. I love you. Bye. Oh, well done. Have I pressed the button? There it is.